This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers Podcast. My name is Sal. Today I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. How are you, mate? You're right. I'm all right. Now that you've got your laptop sorted. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Jed making a esteemed guest. Wait, we've got Josh from Calabasas Shots. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad. How are you doing yourselves, you guys? Yeah, very, very well. Thank you for asking, mate. And it's really good to have you on. We're going to ask you some, some questions about the teams you support. For the for listeners that tune in that aren't, aren't aware of you, you're a, you're a shirt collector on Twitter, but you're also a Liverpool and Norwich fan, and you have a bit of a derby. You've got your own derby coming up this weekend on Saturday. Liverpool will play Norwich. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the match? I mean, is, is, it, is it a win-win or is it a lose-lose? Because both That's... both these teams need three points, like, desperately. If Liverpool have any chance of staying in a title race, they need to win. Norwich probably need to get... But you don't, they don't need to get something from this game, but they need to maintain some sort of momentum. Obviously, they, they, they won two games back-to-back not so long ago. That's kind of petering off. I don't think a pumping is going to be the best thing for them here. No, see, this is this is the thing. I'm very obviously divided being a Liverpool and Norwich fan. I know as bad as it sounds, but um, for me, you know, we've got so much to do to catch for Man City, and I kind of am starting to think it's a bit unrealistic. They've just got such a good team, and I think they're just going to walk away with the league. I'd much prefer, as bad as this probably sounds, to kind of focus all on the Champions League. I think that's where we can do the damage. You know, obviously we're playing tonight against in a, an important game. And I think I'd, I'd much prefer to go after another Champions League title. And then obviously Norwich get the win or even if Norwich get a point, it's still good for them. Realistically, we needed to get something a bit more against Crystal Palace. I thought if you get a win there, it doesn't really matter if you then get battered by City and Liverpool. 
but the fact they got a draw, you know, you really do need to get something from this next game. But I think Norwich are in a good place now with Dean Smith. They've, you know, won a few games on the bounce now. They're looking at a better team and whether or not they can pull off the great escape is to be seen, especially considering Burnley have, what, three or four games in hand still. It's just, you know, Newcastle and now purring on a bit as well. Obviously, they've had a bit of a set. An excellent form. Getting injured. So we'll see how that affects them. But it, it's going to be tough for Norwich. Whether or not they can do it is it's all down to the players, really, and, you know, how the results go. But, but yeah, it's going to be a tough one come Saturday. And then they've got them again in the um, the Cup. So it's going to be even of more course, interesting yeah. what goes on there. <laughs> again, course, I'd yeah. like to see Norwich probably win that and, you know, go on a deep Cup run. If they do then get relegated, at least you can say, you know, they went far in the Cup. But we'll see what happens, I suppose. I thought when, I said this on the podcast as well, that I thought when Norwich um, appointed Dean Smith as their manager, I thought that was the best possible manager they could have got. Like, realistic appointment, like, genuinely realistic appointment. I thought that was truly the best they could do. We've seen upturns in performances. We've seen a couple of wins. I mean, do you think it's a foregone conclusion? Obviously, Norwich have been a bit of a yo-yo side for for a for a wee while now, and we'll get your thoughts on that a wee bit. But do you think it's completely out of the question that Norwich stay up? I I think, like you said, with Dean Smith coming in, it's it's started to look up after you know the first couple of games. He's really shown he's instilled something in that team which they didn't have under Farker and they didn't have at the start of the season. Granted, they had a lot of injuries and COVID. It's one of them things, but I don't think it's impossible but they're going to have to make sure they get results against the teams around them. You know, it's all well and good going out and beating Man City like they did um, the last time they were in the league. Mm-hmm. But then when you go and lose to your Watfords, your Burnleys, you kind of, you know, it, it puts you back in that situation where you then, you're, you're fighting for it. So I think as long as they can guarantee results against the teams around them and then maybe, you know, pick up a draw against a, a higher place team, you know, pick up the odd win or just grind something out, then they could do it, in, you know, in theor- theoretically. But, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. You know, you've got to hope Burnley drop a lot of points with their games in hands. You know, maybe mm. Newcastle hit bad form. And you've got to Perhaps just... Everton getting dragged into yeah, that. I mean... Although they did have a, they did have a, a nice win at the weekend. Um, I would love to see Everton get dragged into the relegation. Oh, me too. I, I'd absolutely love it. <laughs> it, it. It's one of them where it would be really weird, don't get me wrong, to see Everton in the Championship if that ever, you know, if that did happen. But with how they've been this season, I mean, a point in Lampard, We'll see if that was a good decision. I'm glad he didn't go to Norwich, like you were saying. I think Dean Smith was the the perfect candidate, really. The only other person maybe I was look, I thought about was Chris Wilder. He's doing a great job at Middlesbrough, but I think Dean Smith was the right choice. Just edges it for me, Dean Smith. Yeah, Jerry, you got a question? Yeah, I, I find it interesting that Lampard was linked with Norwich. Um, like at the heavily, time, I thought that would have been a, a decent appointment on from a. From a Frank Lampard point of view, I thought Norwich wouldn't have been yeah. a bad appointment and then, for them. And then obviously for him to go to Everton seems like a step up, which is, yeah, it's, it was a strange like time. Um, I think Dean Smith's a good appointment for Norwich, though. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the table at the minute and there's teams that do have games in hand on Norwich, like Burnley got three games in hand, um, but they're in horrific form. Yeah. It's, it's, it's doable. You've got just under 15 games left to play Norwich this season like, it, is, it is doable for them to survive you've seen teams stay up from worse positions than that you know yeah. to be in four points adrift at this point so so it's definitely doable but I was interested in what you said earlier about Liverpool um, in that you'd rather go for the Champions League this season I know it's, it is a big gap you know at the top between 
City and, and Liverpool. But again, like strange things have happened. Would you, do you not have that belief as a, a Liverpool fan? It's one of it's one of them ones where I always believe we can do it. You know, stranger things have happened at nights at Anfield. You know, thinking back to a certain Barcelona game and a certain night in Istanbul, we're certainly capable of pulling things out the hat. I just think the Man City team we're up against is you know just ridiculous. The depth they have, how well they play. It, it's all gonna. I think it's gonna depend a lot on how fast City go in the Champions League and if they pick up injuries. You know, if they lose a couple of key players and they do make a deep Champions League run, maybe we do start to gain the points. Because, I mean, I, as a Liverpool fan, I always think we can, you know, get those points back and we can win games because it's just what we do. I mean, look at Burnley. We weren't exactly great, but we still got the win. Same against That's a Palace. tough watch. We yeah, that <laughs> wasn't great. You know. Same against Palace, though. Palace looked a really good team in the second half and... And we got lucky in the way with that penalty and, and you know, Alisson had a huge game. But we can grind out results. It's just whether or not City drop those points. And, I mean, with City in current form, can you really see them dropping too many points? Um, look at what they've done to Sporting no, last night. No. I, mean, you, I mean, you mentioned injuries there. Yeah. And it's just so much needs to go wrong for, for City to be truly depleted. And I mean, like, depleted yeah. as in... They're, they're maybe playing a player out of position or they're dipping into youth. A lot has to happen oh, for Manchester yeah. City to get in that sort of sort of spot. They're, they're, they have the depth that, that can only come from, you know, just years of, of spending without consequence. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're, they're now reaping the rewards of that. And I think they're, they're still on the cards to do Centurions again. I think they could hit 100 points yeah. this year. Easy. I, I don't want Liverpool to let City walk it. I don't want... I don't, no. I want them at the very least have it in their mind that it, it could still go wrong because it puts a lot of pressure for them in the Champions League. Sure. If, they don't, if they're not walking it, if, if, if they're walking the league, they can kind of really sort of rotate and play their best teams in the Champions the Champions League. I don't want Manchester City to win the Champions League. No. So <laughs> I would like to keep pushing them in the league um, and I would like obviously <laughs> Liverpool to go go deep in the Champions League as well. Um, I want to come back, just just backtrack a wee bit, um, because there's a question that I find interesting when I ask Norwich fans, because it's a bit of a, there's a bit of a split on this. Now, Daniel Farker is, I, I think, a good manager. I think he's a solid manager. They delivered Premier League football for, for Norwich twice, um, and both times he just could not deliver at that next level he just couldn't struggling to make the yeah. step up do you think that's a squad related thing or do you think that's a Farker related thing do you think he's just one of the managers that has just some managers just kind of they operate in the too good for the championship just not quite good enough for the Premier League area and I think he's saying that he's just about to probably slip himself into that I that wee region it, it's, a, it's a bit of a tough one because on the one hand you know he had a lot of injuries both years he's been up in the Premier League you know starting starting off struck with Covid this year again same with uh, the previous season you know, he did have a lot of injuries so you know you could say well that's why he didn't do too well but I just think from a kind of tactic point of view he was so quick to resort back to the same things or things that didn't work like when we lost Buendia in the summer um, completely changed the formation around rather than find, trying, you know, playing someone to replace Buendia. He changed the whole formation. It didn't work as, as we saw. And then we just started, I think, started going backwards in terms of like playing a five at a back, which wasn't normal for Norwich. Um, you know, it, it's just one of them things. Like you said, I think he's one of the, he's a good manager. You know, he got him up from the championship, but I just don't think he has that level to then push on. You know, I think he went something like 13 games without a win 
since last Premier League to this Premier League and you just think it, he couldn't even get a win, you know, against like Watford when they were struggling. You think Watford, you just had them in the Championship last year and all of a sudden you come up to the Premier League and it's a weird one. Like you said, I think he is a good manager. I think he's now out in Russia or Turkey somewhere. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But yeah, I just I I think he'll be back. Premier League calibre. I think he'll really? be back in the and the, the English is like I, I would probably guess a championship or maybe when Watford just run out of managers at some point, he'll probably find himself oh, yes. in a Watford <laughs> job. <laughs> I could probably foresee that. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's he's a decent. I think changing to the five at the back really kind of that just allowed teams to just go bully Norwich. Yeah, I think inviting pressure, isn't it? Like, yeah, and. All five foot, whatever a Timo Puke is, uh, <laughs> is not going to hold up the ball. As you, as you definitely, if you're going to play sort of like five in the back, you kind of do need a presence up front. And bless yeah. him, although he's good at running in behind, um, that ball doesn't come as frequent when it's when it's five at the back, does it? So, uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, he kind of dug his, dug his own gra- grave a wee bit with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, things looking up under Dean Smith. Um, a wee while ago, and this is always brought up. Um, I think it's is it the the owner or the CEO? What's her name again? You know, uh, SB Avenue. You know, yeah, yeah Dear Smith. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, like Kelly, that was mate. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a great that's all I can think of <laughs> um, to, to to get a reference off. <laughs> but I think it, it was either her or some or someone important or is it that they said they were quite happy to be in the top twenty six teams in England. Is that not a disappointing thing to hear as a fan? Especially because oh, yeah. you're a one-city team. You're a one-city yeah. team, aren't you? You're the, the, the team in your city. It's obviously command quite a big, obviously, fan base. There's lesser fan bases in the Premier League as we stand. Yeah. So I think that would be a disappointing thing here. It is. It just kind of shows like the level of kind of motivation and expectations. They're happy to just be you know, the yo-yo club, get the parachute payment, and then do the same thing. And, and that's not what any of the fans want, you know. You want to see them push on and do well in, in the league and in the cup and do deep cup runs. It's what it, you know, no fan wants to hear. Oh, we're just happy being mediocre. But who genuinely would want to hear that? Go, yeah, right, sound. <laughs> and and I think it's starting to show a lot of people are and I wouldn't say unhappy with having Arizona, but they know you know they're not going to spend the millions. You know, even to the extent of some of the lesser teams in the Premier League, they're not just going to get that spending. And I don't think. Like I said, anyone's happy with just being mediocre. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I think, think that, that be making those noises. Do you know? I, I, don't, think I just that don't think probably rang a bit noises. more true for them about ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. But they still exist today, isn't it? It doesn't feel like there's massive. Doesn't feel like not like the overlaid fest when they come up. You know? No, I mean, like this year, they only really invested because they sold Buendia. You look at yeah. the last season there in the Premier League, they spent less than a million, I think it was, mm. or some, you know, some ridiculous. And you think for the Premier League, most teams are spending that in the first day, <laughs> like gone yeah. to some youth player they've got from nowhere. <laughs> but I remember back in like 2017, I think Fulham came up and just spent the hundred, <laughs> like spent yeah. the hundred, like before the, the the season even started, and I was like, "That's what you like to see. That that is what you like to see. Give it a fucking go. <laughs> Do it down what, anyway, obviously. Honestly, <laughs> but give it a go." I kind of liked when I saw Newcastle got taken over. I was like, "Oh, January's going to be interesting." I just see him go like full ultimate team career mode, just buying anyone yeah. for ridiculous money. And Turned into an actual football manager, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
But you do, you uh, want to see your club spend money. And when they spend like less than the money, you just think, oh, we've got no ambition. Great. <laughs> it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a difficult one in, yeah. in the seasons. You know, it's going to be, wins are going to be few and far between. Jed, you get any questions? Yeah, just on the subject of the, the money spending thing, like, how do you feel about that on a Liverpool scale? Um, because you're you're at that that end of the table where your opponents are spending God knows what every summer, yeah. Man City, Chelsea, etc. Liverpool don't seem to do that. Um, but if it, if it feels like within the next year or two they're going to have to, otherwise, you know, they're going to yeah, drop off. It's, it's an interesting one. In a way, I'm glad we're not wasting money on you know uh, youngsters with hot prospects who turn out to be duds like you know going out and spending 35 mil on Stuart Down like we have previously and Andy Carroll yeah. so I'm glad we don't do that anymore but in the same vein you know when you see Man City go out and spend all this money and you think well what are we actually going to do to bolster the team I know we signed Canati because we needed more centre-back coverage which was a good sign you know obviously we just got Luis Diaz as another winger but it always seems to be with Liverpool, we're just buying those one or two players, having a little bit of improvement, whilst Man City go out and buy six and, you know, then just push on even more. But in terms I f- of... I feel like our signings always have more impact, though, or more often than not yeah. have a bigger impact than us. Because City players can come and go and and oh, yeah. they can become forgettable, you know, that. Like, like a Ferran Torres what and any other team in the Premier League probably, you know, is a fantastic prospect and they would be looking to develop that. You know, they get them out for cheap sell, but you know, off you go to Barcelona. Yeah, and they, they, everybody is replaceable. Everybody is replaceable. Minus your sort of players that can't be replaced. Obviously you cannot just go out and get another Kevin De Bruyne because yeah. there isn't there isn't one in the world that exists. You know, Phil Foden, there's you know, you know I, I personally think he's the best English player. Well gonna be the best English player, but that's probably another topic of conversation. Well, I think I'll be changing in the next couple of years. I think it'll be well, Harvey Elliott. I think it'll well, be Harvey Elliott. I, I do, <laughs> uh, the pair of them are unreal. But no, like you say, I think genuinely if we go out and sign someone, they're making an impact and they're doing something good for the team. At the minute, though, I, I had this conversation with a friend. I think I'd rather we spend nothing in the summer and possibly next January as long as we keep Salah. I think the fact that he's not signed a new contract is absolutely bonkers. I'd be offering him whatever, you know, kitchen sink, have it. You want your own shirts, your own club, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, how often, you know, we, we don't necessarily always have these world-class players. Obviously, we had Suarez, you know, your Torres, but Salah for me is just that next-level superstar. And the fact that we could let him go for nothing is just all that, you know, for we, mm-hmm. when we get to the stage we have to sell him is kind of ridiculous that it's not been mm-hmm. sorted out already. Yeah, I would. I totally fall into the camp of like I would. If I had the choice, then I would. I would choose to keep Salah. I mean, there's been only probably a few times in the last sort of twenty years we've had when we've had the the informed yeah. footballer in the world. Do you know what I mean? And you know, this season and in seasons past, we have had the best informed footballer in the world, even though he gets zero recognition for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in terms one season of wonder. Yeah, and t- uh, yeah, one season wonder for the, for the past five seasons. Five seasons, yeah. <laughs> um, even though he gets like very few accolades in terms of like worldwide awards, um, I still th- I think a lot of people, a lot of football people, agree that he is sort of the the best in the world as it stands right now. Minus an Mbappe, I don't know if you saw um, Mbappe's goal last night. Uh, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> the, 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 the guy is a joke. Like. <laughs> you know it's just ridiculous to think he's still so young and, and yet yeah, just takes on all the responsibility and it's just like right this is my team yeah, and when it's Messi he's... and Neymar 
on the same team is mental. You know, what's more ridiculous for me about that is that he's, he's done it in like stoppage time as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's crazy. It's still he's yeah. right, lads. We need to win. Yeah. Absolutely no right to score from there. I know we've kind of, <laughs> no. kind of came off ta- off track here, but like, it was a goal that I've watched back probably about fifty times now because I cannot explain. Like this, I know it's like it's you know ninety plus five, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. A lot of players think... flap. They're like, "Fuck, just get it in the box or something." You know, he's just like, "Right, if I could just beat these two fucking defenders yeah. <laughs> and then Meg the keeper." That'll be a goal, yeah, it'll like, be all be fine. <laughs> little, you know, little backhill from Neymar and you think, oh, it was going to go on here. And then the two defenders are kind of just like, well, I'm not tackling. And he's gone, well, I'm not tackling either. We'll just let yeah. him go past. And, and then the finish is ridiculous. At first, I thought he so bent good. it round him and just, I think they're so scared to give a penalty away and say, no, all right, that's game done. We'll just let him and hope for Tuara save it. It's just, he's had him on toast, let's be honest. It's ridiculous. Superb, yeah. superb. I mean, like, he's, he's probably, in the, he's the, the next thing up, if he's not already, you know, there. Yeah, he's but, there, um, Yeah, just, just to nail, nail, nail home that point, I would I would be in the same camp as you. As, as I would much rather be keep Mohamed Salah. than. Uh, yeah. Although I see seeing that Lou Diaz looks a fantastic player. Looks like a, a player that really, really sit, suits um, the Liverpool style of play, in my opinion. Sure. I don't know. Are you impressed by Lou Diaz yet? Yeah, he's looked, he's, like you said, he looks like a player who just fits our system so well. And it's good to have someone who's going to challenge Mane, because I think maybe, it might not be true, it might just be my opinion, but maybe Mane's got a bit comfortable with knowing he's the best left winger in our club and he's got no real competition. You know, obviously Jota's been playing more down the middle, Elliot had the injury, so he's been content. But he does look a real good player. All I'll say is, is that, Obviously, he's not going to compare to Salah. So the question is, if we do get rid of Salah, is who's going to be the replacement? I mean, who are we well, going to Diaz is, on? has always been a left-sided player. Exactly. Um, so he won't move across. Sadio Ma- a lot of people are worried that Sadio Mane will move across, across the right-hand side, which probably won't happen because Sadio is, is very right-footed. Even yeah. though he can play with both feet quite easily, he still likes to shoot on his right foot. So it's very. I, I think if we lose Salah, we will probably invest a wall chest and and get a big money spender. In. But I don't want. I, I still don't want to see that. There's not a right wing in the world no. that I would necessarily one for one Mohamed Salah with right I now. Say, I think the, the thing is, if Liverpool, well, for me personally as a Liverpool fan, if we lost Salah, you've got to get someone like. You know, an Mbappe, or I know Haaland's not the right position, but that type of player where you go, all right, we've lost the superstar and we've then gained one. You know, you don't want to go backwards and get someone who's nearly there, but not quite, because then you think, oh, we've got now two years for him to develop and we might not win anything for two years. Yeah, you need a degrades. Yeah. A world 11 footballer, something best in class and, and that sort of something that adds something to the team that sets, that, yeah. that takes, that elevates a team to the next level, makes them capable of winning things. Um, Jed, do you get any, any questions, mate? Um, yeah, so it's straying from the, the topic a little bit, but uh, obviously, as you're a shirt collector, Josh, um, yeah, favorite Liverpool shirt, favorite Norwich shirt. Um, so my favorite Norwich shirt is actually one I own, and it's a shame it's upstairs because I was tempted to wear it tonight, but I thought I'd go impartial. <laughs> and it is the uh, I've got to get it right, I'm sure it's the 92 93 home shirt, it's like the egg crescent, egg crest looky one. Um, it was by yeah, yeah. Ribeiro. It's an unreal shirt for me, probably the best they've ever had, and just the sentimental values as well with my one. And Liverpool, I, I've got to say, I think it's the '95, '96 away shirt. If I'm remember, get my memory correct, it's like the white and green Adidas template. 
I just think yeah. it looks so so nice and it's just a classy shirt. I do quite like this year's away shirt to be fair. I think that's a it's a very good attempt by Nike. I'm the only man in the world that does not like that shirt. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just For me, it just reminds me, like, in my youth, everybody used to wear those, those um, the, the, the polo shirts with, like, buttons and top man. And it just looks like that to me because it's, it's that exact colour scheme. And it's just not a whole lot going on. And people are just like, this is the best shirt I've ever seen. And I'm like, that polo shirt from Top Man <laughs> <laughs> with a Liverpool badge on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only man. I am. I'm. I'm compelled to say. I. I. I have. I've. I've come to terms. Should I say? I'm the only man with this opinion. But I don't have any class or taste, so it's probably probably means it is. It is quite nice. <laughs> the fact that I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's definitely better than. The furniture looks a bit too McDonald's for me. I'm coming around to it slowly, but I that is the ugliest Liverpool shot I've ever gazed upon. It's the, ever. It's the cuffs. It's the cu- the sleeve cuffs. I don't know why they have to do checkerboard. It just looks. So and if they McDonald's. just did a solid bar of red, I completely agree with what you said. If they just did like solid bars of red, and it was just sort of like a red and yellow shot, I'd have been like, right, yeah, sound. It's the McDonald's sort of. Yeah. Do you want fries with that fucking vibe I get from it? I'm like, that is <laughs> the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get on with that at all, to be fair. Nah. Like I said, I, I take that back. I'm, I'm warming to it a little bit after seeing it in person, but I won't be wearing it. I don't think that's what I'm going to be adding, sadly. It's sp- specifically the stadium version. So, like, if you were oh. going to get it, you would need to get the um, the dry fit version, which is the the hundred hundred and twenty quid pound or ninety five pound, whatever. Uh, I think you should both be buying it if he's um, if he's won the Champions League, like wearing that kit or something like that. If we sure, if you get to a Champions League <laughs> final and that's the kit we wear, I'm going to fucking blow my brains <laughs> out all over the place. Yeah, I think at that point I'd say, you know what? No, thank you. I'll buy the other two, but I'm not spending nineteen quid to look like I work at McDonald's. I'd rather go work at McDonald's. At least I get the uniform for free. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any more questions, Jed? Uh, no, not off the top of my head, mate. No. Me too. Um, Josh, that is gonna that's gonna do is make his tell people uh, people where to find your stuff. Um, so on Twitter, it's Calabasas Shirts, and Instagram is the exact same Calabasas Shirts. There might be an underscore chucked in there, but if you search Calabasas Shirts, there's only really one that comes up. So we're all good there. There, there you go, folks. Lads. No, thank you very much for coming on. Um, please go check Josh out, give him a follow or whatever, um, and engage with his stuff. Uh, Josh, just to say again, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, mate. We really do appreciate it. Cheers, appreciate it, lads. It's been fun. Okay, right, until next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.